0: Thank you everyone. Um, I'm Lucy, this is Emily, who's appearing on camera as well. Um, I'm just going to read the Bible readings for today. The first one is from Galatians chapter 6. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. The second reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him... You endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart.
1: Okay, good morning everyone. If you don't know me, my name's Adrian. I'll be kind of guiding us through things uh, in this moment. Um, Morning if you're with us live, and morning, uh, or whatever time of day it is, if you're watching this on demand. Uh, It is so good to be together again, and it is an utter privilege to bring a level of encouragement, I hope, from my home into your home wherever you are. Um, My guess is some of you have just noticed my dog has just left the room. And so there you go. It just shows the reality that this is my home and this is what goes on. Um, In terms of this moment, we're going to get to look on those couple of verses or couple of passages that Lucy's spoken of uh, as we continue our series, Living With Uncertainty, as Uh, This week is the penultimate week of this series, but before we get there, I just wanted to share a story, a story that happened some time ago and involves um, Lucy and my seven-year-old son at that point, uh, who is now 16, so it is some time ago, and this story revolved around uh, a moment where the two of them were doing a sponsored run, a 5k run, and it was the first time that um, Sam had ever done a kind of 5k run, and they both kind of lined up at the starting line, and as The kind of whistle or buzzer went for all of them to set off. Uh, The whole crowd of people set off. And Sam set off like a rocket. It was unbelievable. Uh, He was quickly to the front of the pack and was outpacing the fastest runners. And you just thought, this is phenomenal. Is this something that we'd not realized about our son? That actually he's an Olympiad, if not world record-breaking like person in the making that it was just phenomenal the speed that he was running at and uh, there was this kind of proud moment of thinking look at my son look at him go and leaving these adults behind however about a minute into running he just stopped and fell to the floor and said that's it I'm done I'm exhausted and Lucy kind of called him up and started to speak to him and say well this isn't Done yet. You know, we've got some way to go, you know, maybe it'd be better if we kind of ran at a slightly different rate and he kind of got himself together again and said, no, no, I'm going and just sprinted off again and just pelted towards the finishing line. And, and kind of that's how the pattern went for quite some time of him sprinting, then stopping falling to the ground, saying, I cannot go on, Lucy gradually catching him up and then saying, we've still got some way to go. And then he'd get himself up and then sprint again and then stop. And the pattern just kept going until at some point near the end, he suddenly realised actually maybe the goal isn't to just keep sprinting. And he started to find a different way of running, running in a way that he could maintain to the very end. And it's that that I want to Pick up on today. That actually, the life that Jesus offers us, even within uncertainty, is a life of pace. A life where we get to understand that it isn't about sprints, but actually about a marathon. And I believe in this moment, this is key for us to understand. In actual fact, week one of lockdown, I felt God speak to me about this and how within this series that we were to look at how do we run with pace as to not do can have a big effect on how we then live. And so that's what I want us to look into, what we're going to examine through these passages that Lucy uh, read out to us is Jesus' desire is that we would live knowing pace, live sharing pace, and live experience displaying pace to others around. Now, Why is pace so important? Well, I'd say, well, it's because of everything we looked at last week. You see, we looked last week at how we're to live lives of purpose and how that purpose is to be one that is revealing the unfailing love and goodness of God to the world at large, that we reveal that through the lives that we live and and how we act towards others. But the reality is that living with that deep sense of purpose takes effort. It takes effort to keep being those who are seeking to be good and to do good. It's also something where, as Paul writes in Galatians, it just takes time to see the effects. We have to understand that the actions that we take, the way that we're seeking to live, often it takes time to see the fruits of it. And within a society where we love the immediate, actually that's really hard to live with. And it's just hard, isn't it? Just living in this moment, you know, 10 weeks into lockdown and just finding yourself, right, right, we're, we're doing this for the good of others as well as ourselves. And yet it's hard to keep to going. It's hard to keep doing it. And you see, Paul understood this. This is why he writes to the Galatians and says, like you need to be careful how you seek to do good because you can grow weary in doing good. You see, growing weary doesn't just suddenly happen. It's a process. It happens over time. See, it starts off with just understanding that it it takes effort to be good and to do good. And that effort is tiring. And over time, you know, just waiting for things to change or for things to bear fruit is tiring. You see, as we get tired, if we're not careful, that tiredness can cause us to become jaded. And so we begin to think, well, do people not appreciate, like, how I'm living? It, like, becomes an internal thing. We think, like, don't you understand what I'm doing? Like, don't you understand what this costs me? maybe it then from internal like becomes external that that jaded sense that we're living with suddenly impacts those around us or someone says something or does something and we think don't you understand like i remember like a couple of weeks back now i was at the dinner table and i'd done varying things that i'd been seeking to keep heart attitude right and, taken a number of different calls, helping people, um, supporting people. I cooked a meal for my family. And as I call everyone, everyone took a bit of time to come to the table. And as they gather around the table, I suddenly go, do you not understand that I've spent time cooking this meal? And everyone's like silent, like, what's up with you? <laughs> and I'm like, look, I- I'm sorry. I don't want you to put attention here, but you know, this has cost me. And everyone's like, yeah, but we are thankful, but this suddenly doesn't feel that nice. Like, yeah, I understood that you did this for my best, but at this moment, I don't feel like that. See, suddenly my jaded self impacted everyone. So he took away from that action of goodness. It became like what Paul writes to Corinthians, it became like a clashing symbol. My best intentions just became a noise. And you see in that pathway of weariness, you find that once you get to jaded, it then causes you to get to this point of just questioning. Like questioning, is this worth it? Is what I'm doing really worth it? And if we're not careful, that point of questioning that leads us to that deep place of weariness. A weariness of just saying, that's it, I'm done throwing in the towel and Paul wants us to understand that this life that Jesus offers us is one where we need to live with pace in order that we don't allow ourselves to get to that point of just thinking I just want to throw in the towel I'm weary because actually what we find is the writer of Hebrews allows us to understand more fully what it means when we get to that point of I want to throw in the towel of what it means when we're weary as in Hebrews 12 it says that we're to be careful that we don't grow weary and lose heart. See, that's what happens in that moment when you think, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I give up. I resign. It's that moment where you just suddenly find yourself, you've lost heart. Like everything that motivated you, everything that you've received is just gone. And that, that losing of heart leads to despair. And it's that, that Jesus wants us to understand. He doesn't want us to get to that place. He wants us to understand, no, I want you to live with pace. A way to live that, yes, reveals the goodness and love of who I am, but doesn't cause you to get to a place of just being weary. And it's that, that I want to look at in just a moment. But before we get there, I just believe that for some of us, we just know we've got to that weary place. Like if we're brutally honest, we just know that we've begun to lose heart. And in this moment, I just wanted to take a moment to just speak to you. Because God understands and he knows you. And he's longing to meet with you in this moment to restore your heart. Maybe you're someone who's just looking into the wonder of who Jesus is. And you said, well, I've tried to do good, but it just... Cost me, and I get to this point of just feeling weary. In this moment, God wants to come and say, No, I've come to restore your heart, to give you a place to live from. But my reckoning is that many of us are followers of Jesus, and we've got to that point of just thinking, I, I, I could just throw the towel in. And Jesus wants to come alongside you too and seek to restore your heart. Like, how does that happen? Well, quickly, I'd say it's about four things, four R's, just because we'll remember it. I think it's in a moment of restoration. These will probably appear on a slide of just allowing us a place of reality. Now, in this, just, can I just make a quick comment? This isn't like four steps to the good life. That's not what I'm saying here. This is a process which often means that it involves these things, but not necessarily in this order. I think the starting place always is, having said that reality of us just saying that I am weary and I, I've begun to lost heart or maybe I have lost heart and then from that from that place of reality is then I think like reaching out reaching out to others we're not going to do this alone and it's so important in those moments to reach out and say hey can you help me can you support me can you just listen to me I just wanted you to know this is where my heart's got to and I just needed to speak it out. And if we're someone who's hearing someone say that, it isn't that point going, come on, pull yourself together. It's just listen. Because what needs to happen is we need to eventually get to that point of returning and receiving Jesus. Of understanding that he understands us. That he longs to meet with you and meet with me. That he comes as one who has given all in order that we could gain all. That he comes in order to restore to us. Actually, this is never about us. This was an overflow of everything we'd received and seen of him. That's why we can seek to be and do good. It's out of the goodness that we've tasted and seen from him. So you have to receive him, return to him afresh. And then the other thing I'd say is we just need to rest. There needs to be those who are resting. I'm just saying, I am weary. And the way for my heart to be restored isn't to keep doing, is to rest. Okay, let's take a slide down. Just before we move on, I just felt like I want to pray for some people. I know this is different to how we'd normally do it, but isn't that meant to be the case? Isn't it meant to be that we don't just do the same thing week in, week out, but rather realise that we have a God who uniquely knows yours and my situation and longs to encounter us in it. Like if you're weary, if you're honest, you've begun to lose heart, why don't you just, where you are, just close your eyes. I'm gonna close and Why don't you put your hands on your physical heart? Just a way of saying, Jesus, I come to you from this place, the core of my being. We're just going to pray for us. Jesus, I pray, would you come and meet with every individual who's found themselves in this place? Jesus, we don't want to question the why. We we'll just come and say, this is our reality. And would you come and meet us in this place? Jesus, I thank you, you are one who always comes to restore hearts, hearts that are weary. And I pray, would you come now and bring your restoration? I thank you, it's a process, I thank you, it isn't just an instant moment, it's that moment of what's already been prophesied, of of a moment of you coming in, bringing what seems dry to become a place of a pool of refreshment. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to every heart now.
0: Amen. But as I continue, I also believe that for many of
1: us, we're not in that place. And Jesus desires that we live therefore in this moment with pace. Like, how do we do that then? Well, i say the writer of Hebrews And Paul in Galatians pointing to, like, how do we live this amazing life that Jesus has for us that is about pace? Well, what they both point to is it's about perspective. Pace is always about perspective, a perspective about who Jesus is. Of allowing who he is to fill our gaze, to allow him to be the model of how we're seeking to live. Allow him to be the motivation of how we're seeking to live. Allowing us to continuously realize how he's given everything in order that we could gain everything. And it's only from that point that we're able to live out of the life that we have. I'd be encouraging you man, spend time in Hebrews 12 verses two to three this coming week. Just meditate on it. Just allow it to fill your gaze afresh of just the wonder of who Jesus is and the model of motivation he becomes for us. But it's not about a perspe- just about a perspective of who Jesus is. It's also perspective in terms of the resource we have. You see, isn't that Jesus leaves us alone? Isn't He's just like, like, keep your eyes on me? Rather, he sent his Holy Spirit into you and into me in order that we know we have this resource to live this life. That daily we need to be continuously coming and saying, Holy Spirit, would you be the one that strengthens me and guides me? It's also a perspective on time. We're living in a moment where we don't know when this moment's going to end. But that's okay. It will do one day. But until that time, we have to have a perspective of saying, but God, you're going to keep bringing about your fruit in your time. That God, you're using this moment now in order to build things in me, in order for me to reveal something more of who you are to the world around. We need to be those who live with perspective on time. But also we need to be those who live with a perspective on who we are ourselves. Here's the brutal truth: You and I are limited. We cannot just keep sprinting. We have to run with pace. And therefore, you and I in this moment that we're living in, where actually there's many factors that can t- contribute to getting tired and jaded and questioning and getting to that point of weariness, that we need to be those who understand, man, I am someone with limits. And I have to look out for myself. I have to bring a perspective on myself. And, and in that, I'd remind us of just like, the dials that we've looked at before in Oasis, or maybe you've never seen this before, but they'll appear. And I say, it's good to be looking at. Weekly at the moment, like how am I doing physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally? And we'll put this slide out on some handouts that will go out over the week. And in it, it just allows you to just question, like, how am I truly doing? Because I am someone of limit, and this is part of how I guard myself to run with pace and not grow weary. I want to take a quick screenshot of that, but here's the deal Jesus. Within this moment of uncertainty, continues to offer us a life, a life for us to enjoy, a life that is characterized by pace. And therefore, as we continue, my prayer for you is that you would know this life, that you would know this life of pace, which is to know and experience individually, is to share and encourage one another with, and is to display to the world around you. We're gonna return in a moment to sing a song, but before we do, I just wanna say, I pray that God would bless you and keep you this coming week. I pray that God would keep restoring your heart for those that are weary. And I pray for many, many of us that we be, with, be those who live with peace.